Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Hustle Points NBA Show. I am your host, Rudy St. Clair, and today we are going to be talking about uh, quite a few things, I would say. We got the whole regular season to review from front to back, game to game. We're going to be talking about the whole thing. Now, I'm just kidding. We're not going to get that in detail, but we are going to be talking about the whole regular season in a very general way. We're going to be talking about the beginning of the postseason as well, aka the only season that matters. And we're also going to be doing the three staples of the Hustle Points NBA show, as far as I can tell, uh, based on my track record of episodes so far. And those three staples are the Memphis Grizzlies, seven seconds or less at the very end, and now the unnamed weekly highlight segment. This one's extra special, uh, so be sure to stick around to the end-ish to get all of those meaty goods. But for now, it has been a while since me and you, loyal listener, have spoken to one another in this one-way conversation that is this entertainment platform called a podcast. Although, if you'd like to make it a two-way conversation, you can be sure to follow me on Twitter, at NBA underscore Rudy, where you can tell me I clearly don't know basketball. And also, be sure to check out the link in my pinned tweet all the way at the bottom to join the conversation in there, in the Bucket Discord server. Now today I come to you speaking from a position of laying on a couch, uh, quite literally and metaphorically. Uh, that's right, I've put a whole couch inside my closet just for the sake of uh, my own comfort and a lot just for the sake of this joke. But ultimately, it's because I don't know how to feel. I need to talk about it, and I'm here to vent. So the Grizzlies, let's just get right into them first, because what can I say? It's the thing I care about the most, and is what is on the most front of mind for me. So let's get right into Memphis. As you should know, if you don't already, Memphis's goal post-All-Star break was to finish exactly ninth worst in the league in an effort to either land a top pick or just convey and be in control of our tank for the upcoming season. Well, unfortunately, last time we checked in, we had a pretty easy schedule ahead, and it looks like we really might do it. Ultimately, it came down to the fact that we needed to win two out of our last three games, and while we lost the two easy ones, where Detroit made a 22-point comeback victory in order to make an effort to make the playoffs, which they did, We lost to them, but we did beat the Warriors uh, as they only played their starters for roughly 20 minutes of the game. There's no defense played. Grizzlies had their highest scoring first half of all time with 84. And oddly enough, between both teams, there was actually 84 points in just the first quarter. So that was interesting and all, but ultimately it resulted in three teams being tied for 7th through ninth in the draft lottery odds. So come time for the league to do their coin flips where they decide who gets what slot. Memphis got so fortunate, and when I say fortunate, I really do mean unfortunate. They were so lucky slash unlucky to land on the eighth slot exactly, which means that in comparison to having the ninth slot where there's a 100% probability of something good happening, 
whether it be landing a top four pick or getting out of this draft, there is now better than a one in three chance that arguably the worst thing that could have happened happens to us where we land the eighth pick in the draft. So because we have the eighth slot in the lottery, we can only land picks one through four and then eight and up. Means that we can't have picks five, six, seven, and that our odds are not as favorable as I would like them to be because I'm just so disappointed. Ultimately, the Grizzlies went from having a 100% chance of having something good happen this offseason if they managed to actually land in that ninth slot come those coin flips. They went from that to there being better than one in three chance of something crappy happening, and it's ultimately put me in a state of duress. I have not been well these past few weeks. I've, I've had a certain sense of the blues that only Grizzly fans who care about these specific issues in these specific moments can get. It's a very, very rare form of the blues. Uh, it's really somewhere in between the shades that is Memphis's two shades of blue that makes up the primary colors of the team. You know, beyond the, the yellow accents and a little bit of red here and there. Uh, really, red isn't, isn't actually in there. I feel like any team can throw red into their mix. Red is just a cool color. Denver, for some reason, has red collars on their uniforms. <laughs> you know, on their alternates. I don't see any red in their color scheme. But I digress. Nuggets have always had a history of having colorful uniforms. So, shouts out to Denver. Uh, they lost to the Spurs. You know, I, uh, I locked in Nuggets in five just to feel a little edgy when I was making my, uh, my first round predictions in the Stone Cold Locks playoff bracket of the Fast Break Breakfast show. If uh, We've shouted them out before here on the show. Go ahead and check them out. They're Nashville-based NBA podcast. Very funny. Very good. Uh, I showed you their Mark Gasol funeral. They had a Dwayne Wade funeral at the end of the season. Go ahead and check it out. Good show. Getting back into the playoffs, though. Again, the Nuggets lost. Very disappointing, ultimately, for the Nuggets. I still think they can pull it out, but the contrast between these two teams is really quite stark. It's like, you have the Spurs, who have historically been pretty dominant. You know, they're arguably like the Patriots of the NBA, except without the cheating. The Spurs just beat, they just plain beat them. And I don't know what else to tell you. There was just an issue of them being plain outmatched. Now, Jamal Murray had a chance to win them the game, but he absolutely shit the bed in the last 15 to 12 seconds of the game. I mean, between missing a wide-open mid-range jump shot that he was hunting in order to tie the game, he uh, turned the ball over the following possession by just getting the ball ripped from him. I mean, he might as well just dribbled it off his foot. It was kind of clumsy in nature. I mean, shouts out to the Spurs. They play good defense. Derek White got the steal in the last minutes, and the broadcast did a pretty good job of making it a highlight for the Spurs instead of a low light for the Nuggets. But Twitter and the rest of the NBA fan community knew immediately that this was a story about Jamal Murray fucking up. I mean, the dude plays hard. He's super aggressive. He's one of those guys who always believes he's the best player on the floor. But unfortunately, he's still in his very early 20s. 
and he's just not at that superstar carry a team through the playoffs level yet. I like Jamal Murray. I think he has very high upside. I think he could be just as good as like a De'Aaron Fox with time. He's not there yet, but he could be. Especially with Jokic as his partner in crime, those two. Even with Gary, Gary Harris, Harris, uh, he's really got a nice little setup there. It's a nice little match. I mean, Jokic will really work well with, I feel, any player. But Gary Harris and Jamal Murray are both very quick, agile guards. Excellent at cutting to the rim and catching lobs. Getting quick and easy layups off of one or two dribbles. Even no dribbles. Who knows? Honestly, the Nuggets should still win the series. But I would not be surprised if the Spurs won in seven. If I'm being honest. Let's just hope that the Denver home court advantage pans out for them. So, that's one game from this past weekend. Basically, night one, all but the Warriors uh, fell as far as the favored teams. All of the lower seeds won. Except for the Warriors, which I mean, we're recording this here on Monday night. The Warriors are playing right now. Against the Clippers, surely nothing will happen in that game, right? I mean, surely. It's the Clippers and the Warriors. Nothing could possibly happen. Right? Whatever. So, I watched Philly dominate in the third quarter today. They came out and absolutely smacked Brooklyn after failing to take advantage of their home court in game one, managing to lose to Brooklyn somehow, going 3 of 25 from the field. Brooklyn playing exceptional defense all over J.J. Redick on three. Uh, Ben Simmons sort of showed up, not really. Uh, But he really showed up for game two. He really showed up for game two. Tobias Harris was not good in game one at all, having, I believe, just five shots and horrible defense. And on top of that, honestly, very low impact all the way around. Not any tangible stats that you can look at and say like, oh, wow, I mean, at least you did this. And not any intangible things that you could just see on the floor that really uh, showed off Tobias's talents. I hope that he doesn't continue to shit the bed all playoffs because I've always considered Tobias Harris one of the best players that you've never heard of. If you're even just a casual NBA fan, you probably don't know that Tobias Harris is a mid-20s player who's been playing since he was 18 at a professional level in the NBA and has developed and gotten better virtually every single season he's been in the league. He's a tweeter. He can guard five positions if you play small enough, you know. He could guard five in like a Warriors death lineup type five, you know, not like a a Rudy Gobert type five. But he can guard four and a half positions. I like Tobias a lot, but he hasn't really done well in game one or two of this series so far, but fortunately Philly did split and managed to make it a non-down 0-2 going into Brooklyn scenario for them because, man, that would have been bad for Philly. I mean, I locked in this series as being a seven-game series, and I have Philly winning it, but man, oh man, this is going to be a good series, I'm telling you. Joel Embiid's still hurting. I believe he only got roughly around 20 minutes last night, but he still put up like 20 and 10. I mean, it reminds me of his rookie season. I love Joel Embiid just for his sheer dominance. I mean, with AD being a part-time superstar this season and Jokic still being like sort of suspect on defense sometimes. I mean, he's a good defender, but not a great defender. Joel Embiid is absolutely 
the best big man in the NBA right now. Until Anthony Davis goes to the team that he's actually going to play on and give a shit about and play more than 25 minutes a game on, Joel Embiid is the best big man in the NBA. Even Jokic is better than Anthony Davis right now. They're both in the playoffs, so they're playing, you know? <laughs> it uh, counts for something to bring your team some success. But the case between those three big men was uh, pretty pretty fringy, pretty close between the three of them as far as the race for the best big man in the league. Uh, prior to this season, you might even be able to throw in Draymond Green into that mix, but this year, uh, not so much. But I digress. So, playoffs, you know, nothing really too spectacular so far. I mean, it's been very, very entertaining. Make no mistake. Uh, but unless this Warriors-Clippers game turns into something absolutely historic, then it's merely been an entertaining weekend and not some NBA hashtag amazing weekend, you know. So, with that being said, if the playoffs can't really be hashtag amazing in opening weekend... Uh, then how was the regular season? Honestly, this season, I would I would rate it a, a solid B+. I enjoyed it. I mean, it fizzled out in the March Madness period, which I didn't cover very much at all. Uh, you know, you could find me on Twitter, but you couldn't really find me on a podcast during the, uh, the March Madness stint of the last little month of the NBA season where half the teams aren't even trying out there. Uh, half the teams are just running their benches out there almost half the time. I mean, it's really a strange time in the NBA. It's the time that really personifies the the negative qualities of having an 82-game season because the end of the year is just boring, and it's like the whole league isn't even trying in and of itself. Unless you are in a very specific situation, like with Detroit trying to beat Memphis in the second or third to last game of the year, teams really only kind of give a shit. I mean, Philly was basically locked into the third slot, or not the third slot, the third seed in the playoffs for like a month. And you could tell watching them play that, you know, they were going through the motions, to uh, put it lightly. But all in all, we had a lot going on this season. Um, Markel was a nice little start to the season, along with Jimmy Butler. You know, that was that was some nice drama line type stories, as well as just NBA oddities. You know, Markel Fultz is barely even in the top ten weird things that happened this season. So, I enjoyed this season. I hope you did, too. And for the playoffs, let me give you a quick little bit of skinny here. Uh, I'm personally, you know, Rudy St. Clair, the guy you're listening to right now, going through a period of transition in my life. I'm changing cities, changing jobs, going through a lot. So these episodes are going to be a lot quicker, punchier through the playoffs. I'm just going to keep you updated on the storylines I'm keeping track of, of the games that I'm watching, things that I care about, and hopefully you care about them too. We're gonna, still going to be doing seven seconds or less in the highlight segments of the week. You're still going to get the program that you expect, but ultimately, just bear in mind that I'm fucking busy right now. What can I say? It's been tough for the past two and a half, three weeks or so. What can I say? I prank the shit out of my audience by not coming out with a show on April Fool's Day, and so 
in an effort to compensate for that, I made an effort to completely understand and comprehend the whole Lakers story. Because that was really the main storyline of the whole dead season of that last chapter of the NBA regular season. Was what's happening with LA now that they're not going to make the playoffs virtually for sure. And then eventually for sure. Well, the end result was Magic Impromptu stepping down as the, uh, <laughs> as the president of basketball operations. I mean, he literally didn't even tell Genie Bus. Genie Bus had to find out through... Uh, like, I believe the report said that someone close to Jeannie texted her, <laughs> uh, but basically found out through the media, you know. It would have been nice for Magic to have the common courtesy to just be like, I don't want to do this anymore, to Jeannie's face. It's kind of cowardly to just announce in a press conference, it's like, I'm not happy, and I don't want to do this anymore. But that's what Magic Johnson did. I mean, it's wild. It completely turned the NBA world upside down for about 48 hours. And then we were all like, well, yeah, now what? And the answer is Space Jam 2. I mean, who cares about the Lakers now? They're out of the playoffs. They have a chance of the number one pick. I swear to God, if they land the number one pick, it'll be absolute definitive proof <laughs> that the NBA draft is completely freaking rigged. Uh, not the draft, the lottery. You know what I mean. The draft lottery. Patrick Ewing's representing the New York Knicks in the draft lottery, so that's that's a good luck charm. He's saying, uh, you know, in public spaces that he knows things that the public doesn't know and that everyone's in for a big surprise uh, come, come the draft lottery. I hope that he's kind of just fucking with us because he knows about, you know, the whole frozen envelope, bank corner, the envelope, all that crap. You know, the typical... The first draft lottery was so the Knicks could get Patrick Ewing conspiracy. One that I basically signed off on. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's absolute truth, but I mean, it seems like there's enough there for us to at least discuss it. I mean, people talk about it on ESPN, so it must be within the mainstream of things that we can talk about. You know, the Patrick Ewing draft lottery isn't exactly taboo anymore. But if the Lakers manage to land Zion slash trade Zion for Anthony Davis because they get the number one pick, that's going to be the millennial Patrick Ewing. Could you imagine Zion just being Patrick Ewing 2.0? I honestly couldn't because I didn't watch basketball in the 90s because I was ages 0 through 5, uh, you know. One way that I love to make people feel super old <laughs> is to say that I never watched Michael Jordan play basketball. That's, that's just a, something that people should know about me. I started caring about basketball in 2004, you know? So I never got to experience that era. <laughs> but I digress. Oh, man. I'm really hoping that this upcoming off season is as exciting as I hope it is because probably the most historic free agency class since LeBron not probably, definitely, without a doubt, without a doubt, this is the most historic free agency class since LeBron went to Miami. Kevin Durant's probably going to the Clippers, you know, especially if they manage to impress him somehow in this series. You know, him and Patrick Beverly got a little bit of jawing in, but it didn't look sincerely aggressive. It looked like it was basketball you know it looked like they were talking trash 
It didn't look like they were saying, you know, stuff about each other's moms or whatever. It looked like that they were just keeping it on the court. So maybe Patrick Beverly is sort of recruiting Kevin Durant by getting them both ejected with double technicals. But who knows? We shall see. The summer will be very exciting. But without any further ado, let's hop right into the highlight segment of the week, uh, which I guess for now is just the name of the segment. So no longer the unnamed segment, but the temporary name of the segment is the highlight segment of the week. Horrible name. We shall see what it will be called. Maybe I'll ask Mike and Sam what this segment should be called. Maybe I'll give that sort of right to them because they are who is starring in the highlight segment of the week. Go ahead and take a listen to Mike and Sam debut their podcast, The Dish the Rock Show. All right, guys. This is the third take of, well, no, fourth take of the first episode Mm -hmm. of The Dish the Rock podcast. Fourth one take. Whose fault is this one, Mike? Alright, this this one was my fault because I dropped my laptop, which I might do again because it's not on good service, but I'm not going to drop it. Do not drop your <laughs> I'm not going to drop it. Last time we recorded for like almost an hour and a half, <laughs> and I dropped it 15 minutes in and didn't realize it fucked up. So, um. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Mike, with my partner, Sam, here. What's good, guys? And... This is fucking four months later. Four months later. Fucking hell. Let's go over the topics we're going to talk about today. So well, Introduce yourself, fuckface. What do you mean introduce we gotta myself? Say who are, oh, we gotta say who we are. Bro. I'm Australian. I'm going to be your favorite co-host. There we go. My okay, name is Sam. Who are your favorite players and teams? I was going over the topics. That's one of the topics. Oh, shit. Anyway, back to our topics. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we have uh, introducing ourselves as one topic. We have who, we have our season award predictions, and then we have a top five draft prediction as well. Uh, so I'm gonna obviously start by introducing myself. I'm Sam. I'm Australian. I'm gonna be your favorite co-host. Fuck my that. favorite team is the Lakers. My favorite team is the Lakers, who I am actually watching on my second monitor right now. Uh, this is a very important game for us. We're versing the Nets uh, and D'Angelo Russell. If we win this game, we aren't officially eliminated from playoff contention. If we do lose this game, we are officially eliminated from this contention. And are officially Did you say that eliminated. Twice? No, I didn't say that twice. I said if we do win, we're not. And if we oh. don't, we are. It sounded weird. You sound weird. Shut up. Anyway, you. favorite player is Josh Hart. Gross. I think he has the potential to be Danny Green, a Danny Green type player. He's been playing like booty the past few month or so. Uh, and my favorite all timer is obviously Kobe. I mean, where can you go wrong with Kobe? <coughs> God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Alright, I'm Mike. I'm the American from Florida and Fucking Florida. I'm gonna be back hey, Florida is the Australia of the United States, and you fucking know it. <laughs> Shut your goddamn <laughs> mouth, Mike. And so damn, we're cursing a lot more on this one because we just don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but Kick on. I'm a huge Bulls fan. 
and my favorite player is Derrick Rose, but my favorite retired player is Kobe. I actually got on Kobe's right now. And I ain't got I ain't got no shoes on right now. I'm just chilling. I don't even have pants on right now, bro. Nice. <laughs> That's fuck yeah. For all the ladies out there listening, probably like zero. Probably that one that followed you on Twitter today. Oh, yeah. No, she followed me last night. I was actually pretty surprised because normally people with a lot of followers and, like, that aren't following a lot of people don't follow me. Oh. Yeah, fair. <gasps> Go, Kuz! Kuz just put us up by one point. Anyway. Damn it. No, 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 no. Don't say damn it. We're going to win this game. Fuck that. Get knocked out. Do we want to just jump straight into our season award predictions? Wait, I want to... Because I told... Depressed Kofi fan, Ridgeway, L Ridgeway 14, the other night that we were mentioning him on the podcast. Oh, I gotta mention him again. <sighs> he does not deserve it. Yes, he does. No, He's been waiting doesn't. patiently. So is Rusty. Shout out to Rusty. Buckley. So is Rusty. Shout out to Rusty. We'll talk more about Rusty at the end. We'll talk about a lot of stuff at the end. One more, one more shout out. Shout out to Bully Pulpit for showing me how to record audio. Bully Pulpit. Yes. Yeah. All right, so be sure to go subscribe to the Dish the Rock podcast wherever you subscribe to your shows. Give it a rating on iTunes. Whatever you can do to help support them, go ahead and do it. They're pretty cool dudes. So without any further ado, let's get right into 7 Seconds or Less. Just for you guys, I care about you so much that I decided to wait until after the Clippers-Warriors game had been decided so I can inform you of all the playoff results from this weekend. So let's go. Kyle Lowry had zero points as the Magic defeated the Raptors in Game 1. Prepare for a Canadian sweep where Toronto simply allows the visiting team to win the first game uh, to be polite. Uh, The Rockets destroyed the Jazz. This has some serious real sweep potential. Uh, The Blazers defeated the Thunder. I think this one's going to seven games. Prepare for Paul George to uh, really be the X factor in his shoulder injury. The Celtics and Pacers had a super low scoring game. Prepare for this to be the only game all playoffs where both teams score under 90. Uh, Zion declares for the draft. No shit. And this just in. The Clippers won. And uh, who knows? Maybe they actually stand a chance to win two games, not just one. Uh, But I think a 31-point comeback is more than impressive enough for their whole season to be a success. Initially, in seven seconds or less, I planned to let the last little bomb to drop, you know, the seventh take that's supposed to, or the seventh reaction to news that's supposed to be a little bit more of a take. Uh, I was going to let that be centered around the front office changes and the coaching changes in Memphis. Uh, But what I'm going to do is is I'm going to hold off on talking about coaching changes and front office changes until after the playoffs have ended, when those things are really of the most urgent importance. Because right now, while those moves are live and in real time, they don't really matter until June. Uh, So, thank you for listening. Be sure to go give us a rating on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at NBA underscore Rudy. And, uh, bye.